1: on the LaTeX Sports Network from Learfield. This is Inside Bulldog Football with Skip Holtz. Brought to you by Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of La Tech Athletics. Origin Bank, the official bank of Louisiana Tech Athletics. And by Northern Louisiana Medical Center, the official imaging partner of La Tech Athletics. Now live from the Doghouse Sports Grill, here's your host, Malcolm Butler
2: well good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to the doghouse sports grill for inside bulldog football i'm malcolm Butler, joined by louisiana tech head coach skip holtz and Obviously, we will dissect uh, Saturday night's 45-42 win over southeastern Louisiana. Uh, we will take a look at the SMU Mustangs, who will be coming to town this weekend for a Saturday afternoon kickoff at Joe I.A. Stadium. We'll talk all things Bulldog football. Uh, bottom of the hour, we'll have a segment with Lady texture Head Volleyball Coach Amber McRae. So uh, that's kind of a look at today's show. And uh, Coach, uh, welcome to the show. Always nice to have one after a W.
3: No, it's always nice to have a show. I mean, especially after a W. It's so great to see so many familiar faces here at the doghouse back to some form of normalcy back here. So it's great to be back here. And yeah, it's always nice to win. You know, I mean, we came out of last week's game and there were uh, so many positives with the Mississippi State game and so much encouragement. uh, And all you heard was how excited everybody was Uh, but really, you still lost the game. You came out of this one, you really didn't play very well on defense, uh, and you come out of it, and you almost feel like you lost. So I mean, it's been uh, so far. It's all, it's been unique to this point. But uh, never take a win for granted. I'm just excited that we were able to get uh, get it finished, to get the job done, and be able to walk away with it. Because there's a whole lot of people that would have loved to have that result this week. You don't think Florida State against Jackson State they would take uh, a couple point win right now? I mean, they would definitely jump all over it. So excited that our players were able to to finish the job. Uh, and get the job done.
2: Well, and I, I was talking to a couple of people uh, today and said, you know, I thought maybe we probably played better last week when we lost against Mississippi State than we did this week when you won. So, again, you never know, right?
3: Well, you you don't. But we, we sat up here and talked about – Cole Kelly last week, talked about Cole Kelly and uh, 6'7", 270-pound quarterback, Uh, was the Walter Payton, you know, the 1AA Player of the Year at what's equivalent to the Heisman Trophy Award in 1AA, got some great receivers. I thought he played a heck of a football game. I was really impressed with him, but so many good things to talk about. Again, offensively, uh, I loved having Trey Harris back and seeing him back and healthy and making the contribution that he did. Sam Emulus there. Obviously those two receivers stepping up with both IG, Isaiah Graham out and Juwan Johnson out uh, to see the running backs, the number of running backs that carried the ball and the success we were able to have there. I thought our punt team did an excellent job really in the hole, we had two inside the 10-yard line. And I thought the kickoff team did a great job of keeping them pinned up inside the 20s. So a lot of positives to build off in this game. I thought uh, defensively, it certainly wasn't our best effort. We just seemed like we got on our heels a little bit and we weren't communicating the way that we needed to. But uh, I think it's also a great lesson to learn and something that we can learn early in the season that's that's going to help us moving forward.
2: No doubt about it. Uh, talking about defensively, uh, B.J. Williamson named the Conference USA defensive player of the Week this week for his performance on Saturday, uh, and we were kind of, yes. you know, we were kind of joking in the office. There's not too many times that uh, you're going to give up 42 points, and right. the quarterback's going to throw for 490 against you, and your defensive back's going to be Player of the Week. But that tells you what BJ did: uh, yeah. two interceptions, including the pick six. Yes, he
3: forced two fumbles. Yes,
2: and he's had six tackles. He was all over the place.
3: He was a leading. He was the leading tackler. Had two fumbles or forced two fumbles, and had two interceptions. One of them went for pick six. Uh, I saw a statistic today, and you, know, I'm sure you you'll understand, know the statistic uh, about us being like first in the country and pick six since 2017. Uh, something like that. When you look at the number of interceptions yep. that we've had and, you know, Trey Baldwin did it last week and PJ did it this week. And I don't know that there's a more exciting play in college football than watching a defender intercept a ball and take it back. I know as a, as a head coach, it's one of my favorite plays to watch, especially when the points go up on the scoreboard after your defense has been out on the field. It's a good feeling.
2: No doubt about it. Uh, and in both those interception returns for touchdown, Trey Baldwin's uh, against Mississippi State, and of course, BJ's this week, uh, they had a bit of a caravan in front of them helping them get to the end zone. So, those defensive guys like when they can turn and start blocking people going up the field, don't they?
3: Yeah, and you know, you look at a year ago when BJ had the interception, uh, a year ago, I believe, it was that the UAB game where he was getting tackled and then pinched it yep. back to Khalil Ladler, and Khalil Ladler took it to the house. Uh, defense takes a lot of pride in it. It's one of the goals that we have. We only have six goals on the day uh, and what we're trying to do. And one of them is to try and force to score on defense or to create two positive field positions where our offense has the ability to start at the other end of the field. The defense has done a really nice job of doing that.
2: No doubt about it. Let's talk uh, a little bit about uh, the injury front. It was good to see Willie Baker come back in in the ballgame on yeah. uh, on Saturday.
3: Yeah, Willie Baker got a chance to play a couple plays, and uh, he had had the hand surgery and came back from that. You'll notice he, he's got a big boxing glove on his hand to try and protect the surgical where the surgical procedure took place. But uh, he should be back and start to get more reps this week. We're going to see him play uh, a little bit bigger role, which was nice to see him back. Isaiah Graham was out. Uh, but as we talked about, Trey Harris had been out earlier in camp and then it was great to see him come back and have five catches and score a touchdown and some of the things that he did. Uh, but then we've got Jaden Cole is a little bit banged up. I don't know what's going on with him right now. He'll be a question mark for this weekend. Uh, Cody Fulp is still a question mark with his hamstring. And then you have the guys that are definitely out, the guys like uh, Luke Anthony, Christian Archangel. I believe there's five of them, C.J. McWilliams, five of them right now that are out uh, probably a good majority of the season. But it was certainly great to get him back this week, um, uh, Willie Baker. And hopefully we can continue to get healthy. And uh, I think we have an opportunity to potentially add Isaiah Graham back this week, too, which would be great. That would be great. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the
2: first play Willie Baker came in, and it was in the second half, right? He didn't come in in the first half. Uh, but he he forced uh, the other offensive lineman to hold him, yes, uh, and got a holding penalty. There were plenty of those penalties uh, throughout the course uh, of the night. Uh, Tyler Grubbs went out at one point in the fourth quarter. I know he came back in. His status? He's good shape.
3: He should be in good shape. I mean, he's he's a little bit he was a little bit gimpy last night in practice on Sunday, but uh, should we're expecting him to have a full recovery right now? They've done all the MRI and test results and we'll probably get those back tomorrow perfect Bulldogs won at forty five forty two I know you already mentioned Cole Kelly
2: uh, Teddy Allen and I were walking out of the stadium uh, after the game was over and uh, Joe Sloan was walking out with his wife and you know Joe made the comment he thought that uh, since you guys have been here in his opinion Cole Kelly was the best quarterback we've seen outside of Pat Mahomes and zach wilson
3: i would I would agree I would agree with that I mean he he made the comment in the office about uh, Patrick Mahomes but uh, I think you got to kind of throw Zach Wilson in there. He he did. He only went like 34 or 35 or something like that against us that day. and uh, He was impressive. When he went in the first round, it didn't shock me. I'll put it that way, after watching him live. But I was that impressed with Cole Kelly. I mean, he stood in there. He took hits. He delivered the ball. He threw some absolute strikes, some incredible passes, well covered. BJ's right there. He's throwing a 20-yard sail route to the field, puts it right in his hands where only the defender get it. He, he was impressed. And I thought, I thought he did a great job. There were some things in a communication standpoint defensively that I think that we could have done much better. But there were some contested balls that he threw that uh, he really impressed me uh, Saturday night. Well, and he's he's got an NFL arm, and the thing that makes him so tough is his size. He
2: can hurt you on the ground, obviously. You think you got him wrapped up, and he gets away. Uh, he seemed like he's got a really
3: good feel for the pocket. It seemed to me like he was throwing down to all his receivers. It seemed like he was standing on top of a mountain, throwing down to everybody, looking down on top of them. But, uh, I mean, he's a he's a good head and shoulders above everybody else out there, and you're talking all those linemen out there, 6'5", 6'6", 6'4", uh, uh, and you look at him and he has got he's got great size. I was impressed with him. But like I said, I was really really impressed. I thought the offensive line did a great job with the running game. Uh, I thought the running backs ran really hard. I th- I, I really I really like the progress of Austin Kendall. He's going to con- Better. There's probably four or five plays I'd love to have back from Austin, but uh, one of them being the play right before halftime where he said, We've got one shot in the end zone. If it's not there, throw it out. We'll kick the field goal uh, with that. But he forced that ball just a little bit too much. And then uh, I was talking to my father, and he told me, well, I watched you. That was the first time I've really you, seen you make a stupid call. And I said, okay, which one was that? Because I feel like I make a lot of them. But he <laughs> said that was the first one. Uh, and he said, when you threw the ball at the end of the game, and I said, well, they had called a timeout. Austin came over. He said, run this play. It gets me out of the pocket. I'll have the back in the flat. I can throw it to him or I can run it. And I said, well, I want a completion or I want you to run it. Well, we ran the play. The back came out. The back got tripped up. He fell down. He was all by himself, and he threw the ball away. And I said, what What happened? I'm either going to throw a completion or run it. Right. And he goes, well, my receiver fell down, and I was going to get hit, so I threw it. So, I mean, other than that, I thought I wouldn't have called it if I would have known there was an opportunity to throw an incomplete pass. I just wanted the clock to run, so they got it back with as little time as possible. But there's a couple plays I'd love to have back from Austin. But I think he's really growing up in the offense right now, and he's really doing a nice job. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and. You know, the thing that, uh, again, makes Austin dangerous is the ability
2: to do both, right? Yes. Hurt, you, hurt you on the ground and, and, and through the air. And uh, I think through the first two games of the year, wide receiver-wise, uh, guys are really making some nice catches. You haven't seen hardly any drops.
3: No, we had, we only have one on Saturday. I thought they did a really nice job. I think Austin was 20 of 29 throwing the ball um, with good numbers. He threw a couple balls away. He did. He had a couple nice scrambles where he picks up some positive yards uh, and eliminates the sack or going backwards. He did a Really nice job with that. Um, But I think right now the receivers, when you talk, Smoke Harris playing really well, Smoke Harris, Griffin A. Bear, Trey Harris, uh, Sam Emulus. Uh, Those guys are really doing a great job, and uh, it was awesome to see Kyle Maxwell get in there and throw the uh, receiver pass to Greg Garner. What a great catch by Greg Garner uh, that he made in the end zone, but holy cow, I don't know why he threw it so high. I said It was like a punt. I was sitting over there. My heart was just beating the whole time. I was waiting for that thing to come down to see if we were going to catch it, but uh, it was great to see that play, but our receivers are really playing well for us right now. We've got our skill players on offense. I really like what they're doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, everybody says Skip Holt's too conservative. You play call a double pass there. And, uh, and you're right,
3: Greg Garner was wide open. Oh, it yeah. was just like he was waiting for a punt to come
2: exactly, down. Exactly, exactly,
3: uh, yep. Kyle Maxwell probably got a little excited when he saw Garner that wide open, right? He did throw play. He wanted to give him a chance to run under it. They He exactly. gave him plenty of time to run under it, for sure.
2: Well, uh, you, you mentioned your offensive line. I feel like they've done a really good job through two games.
3: Uh, ran the ball a lot better this game. Just talk a little bit about how many guys you feel comfortable rotating through right now. Right, right now, there are seven that we feel really good about that are playing a major role for us. You have your starting five when you start talking about Byron Russell at left tackle, at left guards, Joshua Mote, Abe Delfin's at center, Kelton Hollins at right guard, uh, and then at right tackle, you have Chris Fournier. And so I think those five right now are really playing well. They're communicating. They're, they're playing as a unit. They're communicating off the field. They're communicating when they're on the field. They're just really handling their business. Very professional. I really like what they're doing uh, up front. But the other two right now, Dakota White is a guy that's playing an awful lot. He's playing. He's the third tackle in. He's playing at both left and right tackle uh, and really doing a good job with that. And then uh, Sam Williams, the transfer from ULM, is the other one that is playing an awful lot. We have got kind of a three-way rotation with Sam inside and with Dakota outside, and we're playing and those guys a lot. Uh, we've got to continue Ray Kelly, the uh, the walk-on center from right here in Ruston who has earned a scholarship here uh, and is now a scholarship player our backup center. I think he's doing a really nice job and really I just want to see uh, Bert Hale, uh, Jaron Gilbert continue to grow and continue to come, and I think those guys are going to have a chance to play a major role for us, and hopefully we'll start rolling two more guys, and that rotation will become nine instead of seven about the time we get into conference play out, out after the uh, after the open date. So I'm hoping that we can get through couple more games, get those guys some more work here for the next couple weeks and get them ready to play. And then I really like Carson Bruno, the freshman from Shreveport, who's played a little bit in the first two games. I'm going to try and redshirt him before this season's over, but I think he's doing a really nice job and going to be a really quality player here when some of the upperclassmen graduate. Because really, when you look at that offensive line, there's only two seniors on it, and it's both the right guard and the right tackle are going to be seniors and they're going to graduate. But some of those young guys will be ready to step in at that point in time.
2: As a coach, I know you can never have enough offensive linemen in in, in a
3: 12 game season. No, and I know you know Gooch makes me feel a lot better because he's used to playing with seven. So I mean, because most NFL teams carry seven linemen, uh, so he's like, "Coach, I got eight. I'm good." I mean, I'm are you kidding me? We got plenty, and I'm over there like, "We need 12." You know, because the difference is if one of ours get hurt, we don't have free agency or a waiver wire. We can go get another one. You got to play the next guy up, and so uh, we just keep working with those guys. But I think David is. David DeGuglielmo. Coach Gouge, is doing a great job with the offensive line right now, and I really like the way they're coming together. You, you rush for 198 yards. You average
2: almost five yards a carry, which I know any coach will take that on a given night. Uh, Marcus Williams had 99 yards. Yeah. Harlan Dixon had a good night with 57, and, and Greg Garner uh, had 20, uh, 29 and a couple of touchdowns running and one receiving.
3: Yeah, I, the running backs are playing really well. Marcus Williams is a He's a really good player. I mean, you go back, he didn't miss a cut. Normally when you watch a film, you go, oh, he should have taken that one back to the field. He should have taken that one backside. Uh, Marcus has got great vision. He's got great vision. He's got great eyes. He rushed for 99 yards. I'm sick. I'd love to give him one more carry uh, so he could have hit the century mark. But I think he's really playing well. And I, I like the stable backs we have right now. Keon Henry Brooks, got uh, he got dinged up in the game, and so he didn't finish the game. But uh, I really like our running backs and what they're doing and we haven't seen a lot of Kevin Dominique yet, but before this whole season's over I think you're definitely gonna see him out there as well. So I think we've got a good nucleus. We've got some very talented players. We've got some depth. We can keep fresh backs in the game and I think they're all capable of rushing for a hundred yards if given the opportunity and given the number of the number of totes they all need. Well, the Bulldogs won it
2: 45-42, another exciting football game to start the season. Just a reminder, if you've got a question for head coach Skip Holtz, you can text it to the Bulldog hotline, a.k.a. my cell phone, at 318-614-4513. We'll talk more Bulldog football. We'll be back with more of Inside Bulldog Football. and Head coach Skip Holt in a moment, you're listening to the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield.
4: The Hampton Inn by Hilton of Ruston is a proud hotel partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and the recipient of the Louisiana Travel and Promotion Association Accommodations of the Year. We are just minutes from Louisiana Tech campus and stadiums and take great pride in providing our guests exceptional service while they're in town visiting our beautiful community. With our spacious guest rooms, free internet, complimentary breakfast, and friendly staff, our guests are sure to experience true Southern hospitality. Come visit the Hampton Inn by Hilton of Ruston. We will ever loyal be.
5: Injured athletes need quality care to get back into the game. And teams in our region understand they can score big points when they choose Willis-Knighton Sports Medicine for their athletes. Only Willis-Knighton offers four nationally recognized hospitals, professional orthopedic and sports medicine centers, sophisticated rehabilitation, and the largest group of orthopedic specialists in the region. Whether you're a high school, college, or pro athlete, WK Sports Medicine has you covered.
6: I'm Miss Louisiana Julia Claire Williams on behalf of the Louisiana propane dealers. I'm sure you know that clean, affordable propane gas is used in houses across our state. It's used in cooking, water heaters, drying clothes, and heating homes. But did you know that if you ever run out of propane, you need a certified dealer to inspect your system for leaks before it's refilled? That's the law. Propane is safe energy for everyone, and we want to keep it that way.
2: Welcome back to Inside Bulldog Football here at the Doghouse Sports Grill. I'm Malcolm Butler, joined by Bulldog Head Coach skip hold i don't think
3: dead space is good for radio you don't think what is dead space i no, don't think dead, no, space de- dead
2: air is <laughs> never good we had a lot of dead well not dead air teddy filled most of it but uh, seemed like every time there was a flag thrown the other night we had plenty of time to talk which leads us to uh our questions uh the first question comes from larry and west monroe he's got two of them he said hey what's up with the officials why must they discuss every penalty
3: I I have I have no idea. I mean, and there was I even got upset at one point because they kept huddling and nobody was telling me what was going on. And the only thing I've ever asked the officials because here's what I learned: when you go in your pregame meeting and you say, you know what, their defensive backs hold our receivers so bad, I want to make sure that they throw that you throw the flag. And then you get 12 defensive holdings on you. So I just, now they come in and go, coach, you want to talk about anything? Nope, I'm good. I'm not going to say a word because I know what whatever I say is going to get thrown on me. So uh, the one thing I ask for is just communicate with me. Tell me what's going on. Let me let me know so I can do my job. Because if I don't know what's going on, I just want to know, are you looking to replay the down? Is it going to be third down? Is it going to be first down? Is it, So we can start to put a personnel package together and talk about it while you guys are are deciding whose house you're going to go to dinner at tonight, you know, when they're all in their huddle talking about it. Um, but that's where I got upset because they kept huddling. It was like, what are we, I don't even know what they're talking about half the time. But, um, you know, I, I think ultimately they got it right. There was, I questioned a a fumble. I thought their quarterback, you know, was a bang, bang play on the goal line. Yeah. I was kind of hoping the video would be in our favor on that. I really didn't have anything to overturn it as much as I just didn't like the result of the play. (laughs) So I wanted to hopefully overturn it on a video evidence, but, um, I think overall, I mean, they made the calls they needed to make. Um, it just took a long time to get to the final results. Sometimes
2: they really did, and it did give Teddy Allen plenty of airtime because it was he got uh, grueling there for a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. His Larry's second question for you has to do uh, with uh, the wide receivers uh, and mentions can we can we cover
3: the wide receivers a little better? Felt like he had too many open wide receivers to throw to the other night. I, I agree with you a hundred percent, Larry. It seemed. That's why we talked about it at the very beginning of the hour, defensively, it certainly wasn't one of our best efforts. It was almost like we got it was like we got on our, our heels and we started reeling a little bit We didn't communicate like in week like we did in week one and all of a sudden somebody would check the coverage and one guy wouldn't get it so you've got three guys that are playing three deep and one guy that rolls up as a hard corner and he's playing two deep it just it was floppy. And I say sloppy for it wasn't clean. I mean, and I'm not trying to say that negative. It just, we didn't communicate the way we need to communicate. We weren't all on the same page. Uh, we weren't echoing calls down the line. I mean, things like that are, our frustration as a position coach or a head coach because you just, I just want us to play clean. If we can play clean, challenge what they throw at us. And if they go make those plays, then I'll salute them and say they're a really good football team. But I thought we did a much better job on the road in Cowbellville up there, you know, with all the cowbells ringing. We did a much better job of communicating there. Now, we made a huge point about it. We're playing on the road. They're running their cowbells before the ball is snapped we got to go overboard with communicating and making sure using our hand signals, because you may not be able to use verbal commands. But in this one, there was way too many bust uh, and missed assignments. We had 23 missed assignments on defense, which, I mean, you really, you want it in single digits is what you're trying to get. And we had 23 and every one of those is a busted coverage or a busted front that leaves something wide open. As I said, when, if eleven guys are all wrong, they'll all be right. You know what I mean. But if one guy's wrong, it can make you look. It can make you look foolish. And so, um, no, you're 100% right, Larry. And that's something that we've got to get cleaned up. And I know after watching the film, I know a lot of guys on defense were really were embarrassed where how poorly we communicated. And that's definitely something we got to get straight. And uh, hopefully, it's going to be a lesson that we can learn moving forward. Perfect. Uh, Born a bulldog in Minden asks, uh, "What was up with the
2: defensive assignment at the goal line when the southeastern quarterback strolled into the end zone? It looked like there were five O linemen against two defensive linemen."
3: Yeah, scary thing when you get down there on the goal line and you decide to bring pressure from the outside in, and so you take we took our, you take your linebackers out of the middle, and so there is nobody in the middle, and you bring them off the edges. But when you do that, your defensive linemen are supposed to pinch into the A gaps clog up the middle and you're trying to make everything bounce to your unblocked linebackers that are on the outside. Uh, unfortunately, the linebackers walked to the perimeter, uh, came off the left side, and the three technique on the left side didn't pinch into the A-gap. Uh, the offensive line blocked out, and the quarterback walked right up the middle, and it looked like we were playing with one def- one defender. Uh, he walked in untouched, and those things shouldn't happen, and those are the type of things when I just got done talking about, like with Larry's question, some things that we've got to clean up. Uh, we've got way too many busted assignments, and, and you, can't, you can't afford to do that you got to make the your opponent at least earn anything that they're going to get and we did not do that on saturday defensively and that's where we got to get that's where we got to get better for sure
2: and then the last question i have here so far is from curious dog in monroe and it's also defense
3: related pretty generic question are you concerned about the defense um was concerned when when i went to bed saturday night you know what i mean when when i when i and had the same visions that uh, the Born to Bulldog had. where We had uncontested wide receivers that were running against us. They'd throw in the ball in the flat. The guy'd rush for 20 yards. But once you watch the film and you see how correctable the mistakes are, um, no, I, I, I'm not concerned about them. I would be much more concerned if they threw it to him. We were there. Uh, we missed the ball. He caught it, ran over us, and then ran for 20 yards. I can't. Fix those problems in a week. I can fix the communication problems and getting everybody lined up and getting everybody where we're supposed to be. I can't fix a lack of talent. And so uh, it was certainly a, there were some mental lapses in that game defensively. I don't know that we took that game as seriously as we probably should have. And we certainly didn't play with the same intangibles that we did in the opening game. And uh, I thought the offense did a great job, really. of The offense and a couple of the special teams did a great job of keeping us involved in the game. Uh, I thought our punt team kept them pinned down inside the 10-yard line with where they started. Uh, our kickoff team, uh, they averaged the 19-yard, 19-yard line starting-wise from our kickoff team. Our offense had two 91-yard touchdown drives, had three 75-yard touchdown drives, uh, doing what they needed to do to carry the weight. So I thought some special teams and some offense carried us a little bit in that game, but we're going to have games down the road that we're going to have to win 17-13, and our defense is going to have to carry our offense. But that's how a season goes sometimes and how you play opponents, and we just got to make sure at the end of the day we score one more point than our opponent does, whether it's 17-16 or 42-45 really doesn't matter to me as long as it's a win. And uh, I know a lot of people walked out frustrated and wanted a bigger win and expected us to score more points or hold them to less. Uh, but I said, if you could tell me right now that we would play that ugly and win for the next 10 games uh, this season – I would sign my name to that right now and say, you know what? Let's take those 10 ugly wins and let's go home. Uh, and let's finish this season 11 and 1. I would definitely take that in a heartbeat. So proud of what we did. It certainly wasn't our best effort. Uh, we did not, we did not play as focused as I would like for us to. And I think it was a great learning lesson for our team. That we certainly things that we can correct, and we're going to have to because I know we'll talk about SMU a little bit later. But we've got a very explosive team coming in here, and again, we're double digit underdogs I think I don't know 14 15 points, something like something along those lines. So uh, we're going to have our work cut out for us. And uh, from what I've seen to this point, we play better as the underdog than we do as the overdog, as my daughter calls it right now.
2: Uh, and just, you know, again, we've talked about it, and this is really in the question, but just, you know, in this day and age of the transfer portal, there's not much, a lot of difference between FBS and FCS. I mean, look at Nichols State played Lafayette to three points, and uh, Jacksonville State beats Florida State. There's a lot of those East every game weekend. beat
3: Ohio in the very first week of the season, six FCS programs beat FBS programs. Uh, the opening week of the season, there were six of those upsets. So, uh, no, it's and, you know, you look at Cole Kelly, Cole Kelly started at Arkansas in the SEC as a freshman. I mean, so it's not exactly like he just came onto the scenes. I mean he was at Arkansas and you look at some of the receivers they had. Oh my gosh. I mean, number nine, number five, they're about six five, great range, speed, can run, hands. They're a talented group and they're going to win a lot of football games and I think Frank Selfo's done a really nice job with that team. Um, but I think people look down at it like, well, that's an FCS program. Uh, I think probably the same thing is true when you look at Mississippi State looking at Louisiana Tech. You know what I mean? Well, they're a group of five and we're a power five, but you're seeing those upsets every week. I know UTSA beat Illinois, Charlotte beat Duke. I mean, we had a number of teams just even in our conference that upset FBS program. So with the transfer portal Today there is talent at every level, um, without a doubt. I'm watching the NFL game last night. the The Bears were on, and they did the Bears' starting lineup. And there was one program, one player starting on their defense from an FBS. Everybody, everybody else was from a group of five program or a one AA program. So there's talent at every level, and it just goes to show you. Every week, uh, you got to show up every week. You can't take, you can't ever take football for granted. You got to respect all your opponents, and you got to show up, and you got to play if you want to win. Because in this game, you don't—you're not given anything. You got to earn it if you want it. And um, like I said, at the end of the day, I was proud we got the stops we needed as a defense. Uh, we're able to put up the points we needed. I thought it was a uh, overall—it was—it was great to get our first win in 2021. And hopefully, we can continue to grow. And uh, I've been saying all along that through the first. I want to go through the first five games of this season and get a really good evaluation of where this football team is. We've got uh, about 15 transfers on this team, so how are they going to respond? I mean, we have we made some changes from week one to week two. We'll make some changes from week two to week three, and we will constantly tinker with this football team through the first five weeks till we get to that open date and really start get into the heat of the conference. Um, and we're going to learn a lot about our team, what we can do, uh, who's ready to handle a pressure situation, who maybe is not ready, where do we have the most depth, how do, we, how do we formationally use the best players we have on offense, what's our best coverage, are we better a better zone team, a better man team. Uh, those are all things that you really can't answer until you put your teams out there on game day and put the ball on the tee and say how they're going to respond with fans in the stands. Last
2: question before we go to break. I know I asked you after the game tonight, for those who didn't hear, talk a little bit about the, the fake punt on the fourth down with about five and a half minutes to play.
3: Yeah. Um, well, again, we talk about, I mean, what, I mean we, called, we called punt safe, which should have really six players have their eyes on the punter. Six players are designed on punt safe to make sure that the ball was punted, when they ran their punt team out there with six minutes, I said, There's no, there, we're up 10, six minutes to go. If they punt it to us, even if they stop us, they get the ball back down 10 points with three minutes to go. I said, There's no way they're punting this. So we called punt safe. Uh, we went out there and we did not execute it, which, I mean, it doesn't matter what we call, it doesn't matter what we think. It's what our players can execute and do. We have not done a very good job of emphasizing. Uh, what that what that is built for and what that is meant for. You know, I had a couple players come up to me afterwards and apologize, say, Coach, that punt that punt fake was my fault. And it's like, now I say it. I don't want your bad. I want your good. You right. know what I mean? I'm tired of the my bad. I mean, but um, You know, we just we got to do a better job coaching it. We went out, we had practice last night, talked about it again. I think everybody in the stadium knew it was a fake. I, I certainly felt like it was a fake, which is why we called a punt safe defense that that should be really secure and should never happen. And I think after going out and teaching it again last night, we just taught it much more strenuously than we did during camp on exactly what everybody's role is, what everybody's job is, where their eyes need to be uh, when we make this call. And we gotta do a better job of coaching it. I think Dennis Smith has done a good job with our special teams, I think. They're playing really well in a lot of areas. I think the kickoff after the first week really tightened up and did a great job. Punt did a great job. Got to keep working with our punt return. Again, uncharacteristic. Smoke Harris catches a ball over his shoulder in the end zone, which, I mean, you were probably saying the same thing I was. What in the world is he doing? You know, I mean, he hadn't done that yet since he's been here. Um, Jared means catches a kickoff seven yards deep in the end zone and brings it out. And it's like, you know, those are things. That's why I say you don't know about your team until you put them out there on game day and you put them in front of fans and put the TV lights on and see how they're going to respond. And we are, we're we're correcting some mistakes and hopefully can continue to get better. And uh, hopefully we don't have to correct too many mistakes on losses and we can still find the way to win. But uh, speaking about being back at home, before we go to a break real quick, I uh, want to thank everybody that came out to the stadium. I mean, A, how great is it to have college football back and be normal? How gra- I'm watching college football on TV, everybody in the stands, the pageantry, the excitement, the electricity, the student body. Uh, I just can't thank everybody enough for coming out, and hopefully we're going to see that crowd continue to grow as the season goes on. But Two more home games uh, here in the next two weeks. Certainly going to need you this week as an underdog against SMU coming in down and uh, really an opportunity to be home at the Joe again this week.
7: No doubt about
2: it.
3: Bulldogs won it 45-42. We'll be back with
7: more
2: of Inside Bulldog Football. You're listening to the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield.
4: We're about living in the moment.
1: You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music.
4: We're the doers, the shakers, the tastemakers.
5: The ones who dance to their own beat.
4: The ones who stay cool when things heat up.
5: Whether the party is big or small.
4: We're the ones who never want it to end.
5: The ones who can't stop. will the beat starts at pepsi.com pepsi live for now
8: life's just more fun on a new easy go from fairway carts in minden it's more fun tailgating or camping with the family with an easy go multi-passenger cart it's more fun hunting and doing farm chores with an EasyGo utility cart. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of EasyGo gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Have more fun on a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call 318-371-CART and go Bulldogs!
9: You are listening to Inside Bulldog Football with Skip Hulse, live from the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston, a family-friendly spot offering some of the finest food in the area. Doghouse is a tradition for Louisiana Tech football game days. Before or after the game, Doghouse has all your favorites. And when the Bulldogs are on the road, Doghouse Sports Grill is your away game party destination in Ruston. Anytime is a good time for an anytime burger or the locally revered buffalo chicken sandwich. Doghouse Sports Grill on Homer Street, Ruston, where the Bulldogs are always on. Injured athletes need quality care to get back into the
5: game. And teams in our region understand they can score big points when they choose Willis Knighton Sports Medicine for their athletes. Only Willis Knighton offers four nationally recognized hospitals, professional orthopedic and sports medicine centers, sophisticated rehabilitation, and the largest group of orthopedic specialists in the region. Whether you're a high school, college, or pro athlete, WK Sports Medicine has you covered.
4: The Hampton Inn by Hilton of Ruston is a proud hotel partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and the recipient of the Louisiana Travel and Promotion Association Accommodations of the Year. We are just minutes from Louisiana Tech campus and stadiums and take great pride in providing our guests exceptional service while they're in town visiting our beautiful community. With our spacious guest rooms, free internet, complimentary breakfast, and friendly staff, our guests are sure to experience true Southern hospitality. Come visit the Hampton Inn by Hilton of Ruston. We will ever loyal be.
2: Well, we're back at the Doghouse Sports Grill with Inside Bulldog Football. I'm Malcolm Butler, and uh, we're joined by Lady Texture Head Volleyball Coach Amber McCray. And, Amber, uh, we're glad to have you here on the show tonight and uh, just want to talk to you a little bit about your Lady Texters this year. I know you're, what, ten matches into the season? Yes. you got a very young team. Just talk a little bit about what you've got this year.
7: Yeah, so this year we definitely have a young team with just one senior on the roster and Jordan Carswell and she's the only one, um, who is on our roster this year who has played significant time for us in the, in the past. So we brought in a lot of new kids, even all of our juniors are transfers. And then we have uh, four freshmen, three of, that are eligible this year. One is red shirting. And then um, the rest of our kids, majority of our team is made up of sophomores who, you know, their only year here was in COVID, which was crazy anyway of being, you know, in a completely different season playing in the spring and, um, you know, a lot of online classes versus in person. So in some ways, we always joke that they're even freshmen uh, just getting this year being the first year in like a true division one college volleyball setting of what it looks like so with that being said um, you know every year coaches get excited you go out and recruit and uh, get excited about the team that you recruit and the kids that you're bringing in as we were and then um, unfortunately you always hope that you can stay healthy and we're unfortunately facing some adversity early losing um, two key players who are going to be studs for us this year and to injury but with that we have seen another opportunity for other kids to step up and um, you know that happened one lost before the season even started and then another in our first home opener a couple weeks ago Um, but we turned right around from that match got on the road to go to HBU that weekend and came out 2-1 in a really solid tournament and then uh, came off of this past weekend playing in our toughest tournament at TCU. That was one of our big things as a staff this year. We wanted to get out and go play some power fives and go play on the big stage. You know, one is a really cool experience for our kids, um, but also getting to get that tough competition that could help prepare us for a really strenuous Conference USA season, um, where once again, a lot of the teams in our league, every time you look, they're beating power fives, you know, and and Rice is receiving votes to be ranked in the top 25 and WKU, who is not on our side, we're only playing divisionals again this year, but they are ranked, you know, number 15 in the country. Oh, wow. And we have several teams, um, everywhere you look, they are beat. UTEP has beaten, you know, a Big Ten school and a Pac 12, uh, school. And we, uh, Southern Miss just went five with Alabama a couple weeks ago. So we are consistently playing year in and year out. One of the toughest volleyball conferences in the country, even though it is a group of five and not a power five. And we know that in order to prepare us for that, we have to go out there and play a very tough preseason schedule. So that's what we once again set out to do. Um, took some, you know, tough losses this past weekend, but felt like we played really hard. Um, Lost in five to HBU, who then went on to beat TCU right after that. So that's just kind of telling you volleyball is a little bit different landscape from football or men's basketball. And where you you are, though, like Coach Holtz was just talking about, there were several uh, group of five teams that did beat power fives in football. You see it a lot more often on the volleyball side of things. So that's what we're up against every week. But with our young team going out there, just aiming to continue to build the bricks to lay the foundation for turning this program around and uh, Going out and competing as new kids step up, get more experience, and we uh, find ways to win.
2: You know, I think I found somebody, folks, who challenges Skip Holtz on answers. I mean, that was pretty thorough right there. That's <laughs> impressive. Uh, I know you're excited. You got a you got a road match tomorrow night. You go down yes. I-20 to UL Road to play. But then starting on Thursday, uh, you're hosting your home tournament, the Louisiana Tech Invitational, uh, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday morning. You got three other teams coming in here. Just talk a little bit about... Uh, Let's skip past Monroe. I know coaches hate to do that. Just talk a little bit about hosting the tournament this weekend.
7: Yes. Well, first of all, we're excited to be at home. You know, we've had three weekends in a row now on the road. We had our home match September 1st, but that's it. And that gets really to be a lot of wear and tear on the body, especially with the quick turnaround we had last weekend playing um, two weekends ago, playing Friday, Saturday at HBU, and then Wednesday after we were right back on the road to TCU. So we're excited to be in our own gym where we practice every day and to get a chance to be in front of our home crowd. Um, We start off with Southern coming in Thursday night at 6.30 and then um, get another crack at Arkansas Little Rock, who we actually opened the season with. And now we feel like we have made so many strides since we played them and are excited to get another chance at them Friday at 6 p.m. And then Saturday is, you know, 10 a.m. What a great day to get to for tech fans to come out yep. and they can see some volleyball at 10 and then tailgate and all that and head over to the football game at 2:30. So, um, just anytime you get to be in your own crowd and your own element with your fans and support behind you, it just makes such a great experience for the student athlete and, um, another great experience for us to continue to learn and grow, but get to do so having some fun in front of our own crowd.
2: No doubt about it. Folks, if you, if you haven't been ever out to watch a lady texture volleyball game, or maybe it's been a while, I strongly encourage you. It's uh, those young ladies work extremely hard and and represent this university extremely well. Again, uh, this weekend schedule uh, for the Lady Texas: Thursday night uh, at home, that's a 6:30 uh, start time against Southern. Yes. Uh, and then Friday night, uh, you got a six o'clock start time against Little Rock. Uh, and then Saturday morning, 10 a.m. start time against New Orleans. Saturday, you mentioned. Uh, it's, uh, has their home meet Saturday yeah. morning at I think it's 8 o'clock, 8.30 out at Tech Farm. And then you can come over and watch the Lady texture volleyball team at 10 and then move over to Joe Ice Stadium uh, for a 2.30 kickoff against SMU. So, Amber, we appreciate you coming on the show. Best of luck, and we look forward to watching you guys this weekend. Thank you, Malcolm. That's Louisiana Tech Lady texture head coach Amber McRae. We'll be back with more of Inside Bulldog Football. You're listening to the La Tech Sports Network from Learfield.
9: You are listening to Inside Bulldog Football with Skip Hulse live from the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston. A family-friendly spot offering some of the finest food in the area. Doghouse is a tradition for Louisiana Tech football game days. Before or after the game, Doghouse has all your favorites. And when the Bulldogs are on the road, Doghouse Sports Grill is your away game party destination in Ruston. Anytime is a good time for an anytime burger or the locally revered Buffalo Chicken Sandwich. Doghouse Sports Grill on Homer Street, Ruston, where the Bulldogs are always
10: on. Bulldog fans help the red and blue go green by recycling on Bulldog and Lady Texters game days. In partnership with the city of Ruston, Graphics Packaging International, and Pepsi, Louisiana Tech Athletics is working towards a more sustainable game day. Be on the lookout for the city of Ruston blue recycling bins to dispose all paper, plastic, and aluminum products. While you're watching the game, enjoy a refreshing Pepsi, and then dispose of your bottle and conveniently locate a receptacle throughout the stadium concourse. Ruston residents, for more information and to sign up for curbside recycling, visit rustonrecycles.org today.
6: Hi, I'm Miss Louisiana Julia Claire Williams on behalf of the Louisiana Propane Dealer. We're all used to bad weather in Louisiana and we know the benefits of clean, portable propane gas during those emergencies. But if your propane tank is ever damaged in a storm, you should have it inspected by a certified propane dealer. And if you ever smell gas, turn the system off at the tank and call your dealer immediately. Propane is safe energy for everyone and we want to keep it that way.
4: The Hampton Inn by Hilton of Ruston is a proud hotel partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and the recipient of the Louisiana Travel and Promotion Association Accommodations of the Year. We are just minutes from Louisiana Tech campus and stadiums and take great pride in providing our guests exceptional service while they're in town visiting our beautiful community. With our spacious guest rooms, free internet, complimentary breakfast, and friendly staff, our guests are sure to experience true Southern hospitality. Come visit the Hampton Inn by Hilton of Ruston. We will ever loyal
2: be. Well, we're back at the Doghouse Sports Grill for Inside Bulldog Football. I'm Malcolm Buller, joined by Bulldog head coach Skip Holtz. And uh, while Coach gets up here, just a little update, a uh, couple of things going on. The, the Bulldog golf team is actually hosting uh, the Jim Rivers Intercollegiate. Today was day two. Uh, all the results almost in. Louisiana Tech shot nine under as a team today. They currently in a three-way tie for second. Uh, UTSA is at 14 under. Then you have LSU, Little Rock, and 11 under southern miss at eight under there's 21 teams the third and final round will be tomorrow morning uh, and then on as far as the individual leaderboard uh you've got louisiana tech sam murphy who's tied for the individual lead with the southern miss golfer they're both eight under uh, after the first two days uh good Co- for matt terry yeah. and the guys they're, they're having a great tournament yeah, out there are. i know matt was excited um You'll be excited this Saturday, uh, 2.30 kickoff. Uh, Sonny Dykes, uh, a familiar name to Louisiana Tech fans, brings the ponies in here. Uh, And I'm going to tell you what, after this weekend, I'm going to look, and I guarantee there's not going to be another team in the country that will probably have faced as many pass attempts as Louisiana Tech has when you talk about Will Rogers, Mississippi State, Cole Kelly this past weekend, and then what Sonny likes to do offensively at SMU.
3: Yeah, I mean, we have seen – I'm sure that Coach Blackwell is going to sleep with – nightmares right now about seeing the ball in the air as many times as it has been as much people are throwing against us and it's you know what it's a great challenge for us we i have always said that you play the non-conference games to get ready for the conference and with all the new faces we have in the back end and Balaam Buchanan and uh, Elijah Hamilton and Miles Mason uh, we we need this. We can't get enough of this right now. And right now, with with all the new faces and just getting everybody, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, getting everybody to communicate, getting everybody on the same page with what we do, I think that's invaluable. And I think this has been great work for us. I think we're going to get better and better with it. And hopefully we can make we can make those calls out on the field and all be tied on a rope and all play the same coverage at the same time. And we can continue. Contest some things, because SMU is a very good football team. They're very talented. I'm sure that uh, they will talk about the Frisco Bowl uh, quite a bit this week and the last time that we played. And the last time being 51-10, to 10, I believe, was the score of that game. Good guys. Uh, I'm sure the good guys, without a doubt. I'm sure that they've talked a lot about it and I'm sure they talked a lot about last time we played, and they'll use it as motivation, but that's okay. I know our players are really excited about having this opportunity, and not only to play SMU, but to have the ability to play them at home.
2: You know, as a head coach, again, that game occurred at the 2017 Frisco Bowl. Uh, Sonny had just taken over yes. that team like a couple of weeks. I remember him commenting, I don't even know my players' names. As yes. he's trotting out onto the field, I think he had a couple of graduate assistants that were calling plays. But, uh but if from a coach's perspective and a pride standpoint, you know, although there's probably not too many players left from that, right? That game, Sonny Dykes and that coaching staff remember it.
3: They remember it. No, oh, there's no doubt. That's why I said it yeah. will be. It will be talked about. It'll be used. It'll be motivation. They may show the film. I mean, they. There's no doubt it'll be talked about. And they. They do. They have Sonny. Sonny's a. Is a Really good football coach. He's a really good person. I think the world is sunny, and I'm, I'm excited to have the opportunity to line up and compete against him when he's had when he's had his team and put together what he's put together. They're a lot like us. They've taken a lot of transfers the last couple of years, uh, taken a lot of transfers and a lot of new faces, but they have returning from last year, I think they have 19 to 22 starters oh, wow. uh, returning on this football team. When you look at it, I think there's nine on defense. Uh, nine starters. It's nine guys that started a year ago on defense, and it's a a very talented football team, so it's going to be a great challenge for us, for sure. Well, the football is going to be in the quarterback's hands quite a bit. Talk a little bit about what they have at quarterback. Well, they're very talented. Their quarterback's really good. Their running back rushed for uh, 990 yards a year ago, I believe it was, uh, number seven. Very, very talented tailback. They've got two wide receivers. One's an an all-conference player, really good player. The other one uh, had 500 yards, I think, last year in a 10-game season for them. They return all five starters on the offensive line. So when you look at him they they do have a new quarterback but uh who's very talented and he's played really well for him but Uh, the rest of the positions are pretty much all experienced and back. They have a a captain, All-American on the offensive line, all five offensive linemen return. Very experienced team, uh, very strong team. They're big and stout up front for sure on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at them on defense, they are a pressure-oriented defense. Uh, They like to play a lot of man out on the perimeter. They've got two really good corners that are going to line up and play man, and they're going to challenge you to throw it. Jim Levitt is the new defensive coordinator there who was the head coach at South Florida, and then he went out to the 49ers, and he was with Oregon and then FAU uh, down in Florida before he just got hired there in Dallas, and uh, he is a very aggressive uh, defensive coordinator. Their safeties are going to roll downhill. They're going to play man coverage, and they're going to challenge you to throw the ball and uh, and play it, and that's where um, it'll be a good test for us, for sure, but I think their strength on their defensive side of the ball was their their front seven, they're big and they're strong up front, and they're... There's has not been a lot of running room for people in the first two weeks as they beat uh, Abilene Christian in North Texas in the first two games. I think it was 34-12 against North Texas and uh, like 59 to – to 56-9. 56-9. I knew there was a 9 in there. Abilene F- Christian. 56-9 uh, on Abilene Christian.
2: Yeah. So they were 7-3 and three last year. Yes. Uh, only played 10 games. They were scheduled to play UTSA in the bowl game last year. They were supposed to play in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That's a – a lot to say, yep. um, and that one got canceled due to COVID. But two and zero this year. You mentioned wins over Abilene Christian. That was opening weekend, fifty six to nine. And then the win over North Texas. If I remember the other night, I looked. The score at halftime I think was seven six. SMU was ahead at uh, at halftime. Yep. Uh, and then they pulled away a little bit uh, in the second half. But when you look at that game statistically, it was it was pretty
3: even. No, it was very even. And, and North Texas had a lot of yards. Yeah. I think North Texas had five hundred yards, only scored twelve points. But North Texas had, I think they were. Uh, they, they got stopped on fourth down like four times. So they had four fourth down stops where they were drives alive. And in the first half, uh, SMU turned the ball over a bunch. And so with SMU turning the ball over a bunch, that stopped them. And then North Texas ended up having a bunch of fourth down stops against them. Plus, they had two turnovers of their own. So uh, they had a hard time get, putting the drives together to get into the end zone. But it was a, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a great game to watch uh, when you sit down and watch it on film. It was an entertaining game. But there was a lot of yards put up. But it's, gonna, it's got a chance to be a very competitive game. But it, like right now, SMU is playing really well. And as we talked about last week, we were going to play a really good offensive football team last week. We're going to play a really good offensive football team again this week for sure, and our defense is going to have to get better than we were a week, a week ago.
2: Well, and any time you've got a quarterback's going to throw it a lot, it's, it's important to get pressure on them uh in this louisiana tech defense i know they've given up a lot of points they've given up a lot of yards but one thing they've done so far this year is they've gotten to the quarterback in time especially the bell brothers i don't know what they're eating these days but keep feeding it to them yeah and you have forced seven
3: turnovers i think in the first two weeks exactly we've uh, having three turnovers having three turnovers in this game was huge and if you can if you can average three turnovers a week you're going to lead the country in turnover margin. If you've got I mean if you have 30, you're probably going to be if you have 30 turnovers in a year, you're going to be in the top 5 yeah. in the country. And we've had seven in the first two games, which is certainly encouraging. And that's one thing the defense has done. And when the ball's in the air that many times, and you can put pressure on the quarterback and force him to get rid of the ball and to throw it up, uh, I think you have a chance. And then you got some guys in the back end, some guys like B.J. We've talked about uh, the ball hawk that he is and the things that he's doing and the aggressive play with our with our front. Because I think when you look at yeah Levi Bell and Ben Bell have been very visible, and they are. Energizer bunnies I mean they just they play they just keep going I think there's an incredible picture they had a holding call on one of their long screens and Ben Bell is in the backfield gets cut by the running back who cuts his legs out from underneath him. He's laying on the ground. He gets up, he sprints 40 yards down the field, and he makes the tackle. Wow. I mean, it's a it's an impressive play on film when you watch the guys he's passing to get to the ball carrier because he's not just running. He's running with a purpose, and he's running to get there. And I, I think both those guys are playing really good football for us right now. But as you talked about getting – Willie Baker back is another guy coming off the edge, having Keevy Rose and Deshaun Hall, having them continue to improve as young players, having guys like Eric Kinzer. And I can't wait. Kershawn Fisher is another young guy that you're going to hear a lot about. Joe Mason is a young guy. Both those guys are freshmen that are out there playing for us right now and really really have been doing a good job. And we've pretty much been playing 12 defense alignment, which is a lot of defense alignment, but you just want to keep them fresh all the time so they can go play with that type of energy and that type of motor like the Bell Brothers are playing. No
2: doubt about it. Well, it should be a fun one Saturday, at 2.30 KCM, Louisiana Tech, and SMU. We'll be right back uh, to wrap up Inside Bulldog Football. You're listening to the Lontech Sports Network from Learfield.
4: We're about living in the moment.
1: You know, that moment when you open a Pepsi and hear the music.
4: We're the doers, the shakers, the taste makers,
5: The ones who dance to their own beat.
4: The ones who stay cool when things heat up.
5: Whether the party is big or small.
4: We're the ones who never want it to end
5: who can't stop
4: and never will
7: the beat starts at pepsi.com pepsi
5: live for
9: listening to Inside Bulldog Football with Skip Hulse, live from the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston, a family-friendly spot offering some of the finest food in the area. Doghouse is a tradition for Louisiana Tech football game days. Before or after the game, Doghouse has all your favorites. And when the Bulldogs are on the road, Doghouse Sports Grill is your away game party destination in Ruston. Anytime is a good time for an anytime burger or the locally revered buffalo chicken sandwich. Doghouse Sports Grill on Homer Street, Ruston, where the Bulldogs are always on.
8: Life's just more fun on a new Easy-Go from Fairway Carts in Minden. It's more fun tailgating or camping with the family with an Easy-Go multi-passenger cart. It's more fun hunting and doing farm chores with an Easy-Go utility cart. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of Easy-Go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Have more fun on a new Easy-Go from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call 318-371-CART and go Bulldogs!
6: Hi, I'm Miss Louisiana Julia Claire Williams on behalf of the Louisiana Propane Dealers. I'm sure you know that clean, affordable propane gas is used in houses across our state. It's used in cooking, water heaters, drying clothes, and heating homes. But did you know that if you ever run out of propane, you need a certified dealer to inspect your system for leaks before it's refilled? That's the law. Propane is safe energy for everyone, and we want to keep it that way.
10: Bulldog fans help the red and blue go green by recycling on Bulldog and Lady Texters game days. In partnership with the city of Ruston, Graphics Packaging International, and Pepsi, Louisiana Tech Athletics is working towards a more sustainable game day. Be on the lookout for the city of Ruston blue recycling bins to dispose all paper, plastic, and aluminum products. While you're watching the game, enjoy a refreshing Pepsi, and then dispose of your bottle in conveniently located receptacles throughout the stadium concourse. Ruston residents, for more information and to sign up for curbside recycling, visit rustonrecycles.org today.
2: So back at the Doghouse Sports Grill, I'd like to take a moment to thank Burt Davis and staff here at the Doghouse. They've been supporters oh, of Louisiana yeah. Tech for a long time. And on top of that, they have the best burgers in the area. Thank you, Bert Davis and all the staff here at the Doghouse Sports Grill. Skip a couple things. Did you notice the new fancy cups we I got? I did
3: notice the new fancy cups. I like them. I, do I like too. them. Classy, got, classy. Got a little blue. dog blue jump. to them, yeah. Yep, like them. They like got them
2: for sure. thicker straws that are also blue. Yep. And then you notice this year that since Teddy's gone, they have more lighting up here. Yes. And they say it's supposed to make us pop on TV, and I said, well, when you skip in my age, I'm not sure how much extra lighting we really want, but uh, anyhow, we appreciate everybody who's come out. I know uh, you're excited about this weekend. you got some people you want to thank.
3: Oh, definitely. I want to shout out to Amber McRae and uh, thank her for being here today and wish her the best of luck as she gets into her volleyball season with everything. Uh, Malcolm, how much we appreciate you and appreciate the job that you do uh, for us here, for sure. Um, a uh, little shout out to Father Ed Shea, who is here, uh, who is here, the new priest here at St. Thomas, who has joined us tonight. And I certainly want to thank him for being here as a Notre Dame grad. I had an opportunity to invite him to come join us, so we're certainly glad that he's here in Ruston. And welcome to Ruston. Been here 10 days, I believe, uh, he's been here in Ruston, so certainly welcome him. Coming from Chicago, this a little bit bigger town. I don't know if you're ready for the activity in Ruston here, Father, but, uh, Certainly want to welcome you here to Rustin. And then thank you so much to Curious Dog, um, Born a Bulldog, and Larry. I really appreciate everybody's questions. And please, let's keep bringing them because I'd love to talk about what y'all want to talk about or any answer any questions that y'all might have. But I appreciate, appreciate everybody being here at the doghouse tonight. It's always great to be here. No doubt about it. I want to thank real quickly John Tabor back at the studio for making
2: this uh, possible. Elton Taylor, our engineer here. Of course, Ashley Springer, uh, our SID football. Should be a really exciting football game this Saturday. 2.30 kickoff. The Ponies and the Bulldogs at Joe A. Stadium. Until we talk to you then, good night everybody.
1: Live from the Doghouse Sports Grill, this has been Inside Bulldog Football with Skip Holtz. Brought to you by Doghouse Sports Grill, official watch party host of La Tech Athletics. Origin Bank, the official bank of Louisiana Tech Athletics. And by Northern Louisiana Medical Center, the official imaging partner of La Tech Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the
3: LaTeX Sports Network.